What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Swab TV. Today's guest is going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to that, I want to thank you all for being back here again. If this is your first or second time watching the channel, I just really appreciate it. This is another way for us to utilize the magazine and utilize our interviews and get them out to you guys the way that you like to see them. So whatever avenue we can get you to, that's what we're going to use. So while you're watching this, make sure that you are subscribing to the show. Make sure that you like the video. Make sure you share the video and then leave us some comments. Let us know what you think about the episode. If there's people that you want us to interview, drop that in there as well. Reach out to us. Talk to us, man. This is this is not just for us. This is for you guys, making sure that we get you the best content that you want. So and that said, let's get to it. Today's episode is with Miss Monique Samuels of the Real Housewives of Potomac. If you watch anything on Bravo that starts with The Real Housewives of, you already understand there's some drama, there's some realism, there's some life lessons, there's some family lessons, marriage things happen. It's just, it's one of those series that really brings a lot and shares a lot with us. Monique catches a bad rap a lot of times because she is a little more vocal, a little more, um, up front and in your face than some of the other women are. However, I'm finding that Monique is probably one of the more real people that I see on the show. So as you know, we have our favorites on different shows. Some of them have already been here. Some of them are coming up. But I wanted to talk to Monique and find out about a lot of these things that surfaced off of the fight situation with Candace. Even though I really don't want to talk about it, I really got to talk about it because that's what you guys want to know about. So we're going to find out about that. We want to find out about some of her business ventures that started during the show and after the show. Her new book series coming out, which is kind of hilarious. And some other projects that she's going to be working on, like her podcast, her YouTube channel, those kind of things, which you'll find links for those at the end of this episode. So we're joined again with my boy, DJ Richie Sky from Reality Talks with Richie Sky. He always sits in with me with these reality television interviews because he knows the tea. So while he knows it, we're sharing it. So as always, y'all sit back, relax. Welcome to Suave TV with Monique Samuels. So, um, just to just to start one, you were probably my favorite person on the show, um, and it's just because there's a there's a level of realism that comes with you that I just completely appreciated. When you got on the show, what was your initial thought once you saw the first season happen? Oh gosh, it was amazing because one thing I'm grateful for: I don't know how to be anybody but me. So I just was, I made up my mind and I said, you know what, if I'm going to do reality TV, I've watched enough shows to know that the ones who think they're doing what the audience wants them to do usually end out on the bad side of the audience. So I said, I'm going to just be 100% me and some people will like it, some people won't. And I'm just going to take that chance. When I saw the first season and just the way that you know, post-production, how they're able to take a story and just make it into something else. And, you, and I'm sitting back like, wait, that's not how that happened. Or that's not how that conversation went. 
it's very interesting. I was like, wow, this whole editing situation is very unique. And at the end of the day, they just want whatever drama that they need to get. Um, they have to point out good characteristics about you. And if they can't find any bad ones, they'll create some. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, and that's, and that's kind of like what the audience doesn't understand about reality television is even though like aspects of it are real, a lot of that is put in place to make situations happen. So I like to call it reality with a scripted reality, within a scripted reality. And the reason I say that is because I am in real life doing what I would normally do. So that's the reality mm -hmm. of it all. But mm -hmm. then their job is to take your reality and make it into a story. Right. And that story has to fit whatever narrative is that they're looking for for the season. So mm -hmm. you never know how it's going to end up. And sometimes you forget what you filmed or scenes that weren't shown. And you're like, hold up, I don't, I don't like her anymore. And I totally forgot <laughs> that I didn't like her because I didn't know that part. <laughs> yes. Do you ever feel the need to, when you see something that didn't happen the way that you remembered it do you ever feel the need to like tell the audience like that didn't happen like that or do you just kind of say you know what <laughs> one day you know, i always have that urge but <laughs> we're technically not supposed to do that <laughs> so i try to resist and then, you know i'll just say something general like you know there's more to the story or you know y'all don't get to see everything so, you know, we could film for three hours and five minutes of that three hours will air. So you have to remember that there's so much more that goes on. Um, so yeah, I try to resist that urge. And then I also realize that it's entertainment. So whatever mm -hmm. backlash I get, you know, I just have to deal with it because I realize that the audience is only based in their opinions off of what they see. So if I'm looking at the show and I'm like, okay, this is what I see outside of what I know happened behind the scenes, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't why people might think, oh, she overreacted. Well, you didn't see the whole thing. Right. Are there are there moments when you look back at the tape and at the film and say, I should have done this differently? No, I, I say I wish they would have edited it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I won't be able to do, you know. I could be yeah. having a whole conversation going off on one person, but based on how they edit it, you could think I'm talking to a completely different person, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. really something that I can do because I never know what they're going to do with that scene. So there's mm -hmm. no real way to guard yourself because I mean. I've seen some creativity come out of these seasons and I'm just like, whoa, okay. I never saw that coming. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that's a good thing about you though, is that I think when people look back on it, we'll always know that you always still respected the production of it. And I, well, and, and I think a lot of people don't realize that about you, is that you did respect the story. I tried my best. I tried my best. Even, I think the hardest season for me, obviously, was my, my last season. And I remember after the fight happened, I wanted to come out and say something publicly so bad, so many times. And if anybody knows anything about me, y'all know I like to talk. And for me to be silent, 
is straight up like very hard. Um, so I remember there were so many times where I really just wanted to say something and I would talk to production and I would say, you know, obviously this was filmed, so I'm trying to respect the process and I'm going to just be quiet until I'm able to speak, you know? So that was rough because that was like a year, you know, that went by of you seeing things and hearing things that weren't what happened. And then you're just like, man, I want to correct this, but I don't want to spoil the season and I don't know how they're going to edit the season. So right. yeah, it was hard. And that's, I mean, that's the crazy aspect about that situation in particular, because people took it as, well, since she's quiet, she must know she's wrong. Mm -hmm. And we started processing it that way. Well, I didn't process it that way. I was like, look, there's rules and a rule was broken and you got popped in your face. Like, that's just, that's how it works. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows your mom tells you if you keep running your mouth, you don't get popped in your mouth. I was always just, taught that if you ever feel like someone is going to do something to you, you better do it first. Do it first. Yeah. No one Same can rules. Ever, yes. No one can ever tell you when to feel threatened. And I think that's kind of the thing that really bothered me the most is that there were a lot of things that were done on behalf of that person over mm -hmm. the years that people did not get to see. So mm -hmm. the reason I was sitting on ready is because I've witnessed actions that you all haven't saw, you know? So um, I've witnessed this woman jump up out of her seat and walk towards Ashley at the reunion with the gown on saying, you better shut up before I come over there and F you up. What? So if you are getting in my face and I ask you to get out my face and then you proceed to still pursue the action, all I can think about is your past history. And I'm like, hold up, you ain't about to, you ain't about to get me first. I gave yeah. you a warning, you know? So people don't understand the full picture because they haven't seen the full picture. So, you know, it is what it is. It's what I signed up for. So I can't be completely upset. And that's, that's the argument that I got into. Um, one of my friends was like, when it comes down to it, that's her job. Her job is to be there and to deal with it. At what point does it go beyond this is the job and this is life? Because it's, it's not the same thing. Some There's some things you don't turn off and say, oh, that's just work. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and I, I feel like with when it came to even watching the last parts of the reunion, when it comes down to my family, my family didn't sign up for this. My kids, my husband did not sign up for this. I did. Mm -hmm. um, they supported me you know, in my decision, my husband actually encouraged me to do the show. But um, at the end of the day, they didn't sign up for this. They're not getting paid. So at the point where you start involving my children or my husband, then that's it for me. And I've said that from the very beginning. I've said that in countless interviews. Yeah. My time is done when you come from my family, especially my children. So that's when I knew it's done. But when it comes down to my job and me filming, my job is to be me. So I'm going to be me regardless of a camera being there or not. And I'm not going to do things in front of a camera that I wouldn't do if a camera wasn't around or was around. You understand? So yeah, I think everybody needs to follow those types of rules and be respectful with your body language, with your actions and everything else. So what you see is what you get with me. I don't turn up for cameras. Obviously, some people think that they're acting. So mm -hmm. in real life, I would never get in somebody's face. I would never throw threats in somebody's face. Um, you've not seen me do that on the show unless I was in a defensive mode. 
with the umbrella, for instance, um, there's several times where I've shown restraint, you know, and that was just my tipping point. Like you're, you're too close. That's a trigger. <laughs> you're yeah. too close. I've, I've said it before. Uh, you know, you keep talking with your hands. Get in my face. <laughs> I like that. I like it. <laughs> that's 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 the trigger though. That's the trigger for anybody. So when, because I want to get off of the fight situation, when when this is over and you're now seeing it on television, did you feel like everyone watched a different version of this fight? Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Because I'm watching this happen. So did you feel like no one really watched the actual video to see what was going on? It, well, I mean, the fans and viewers watched it over and over. Some of them broke it down in slow motion and everything else. <laughs> and um, I think when it came down to it, I was able to see the fight before it came out. I was able to see it in its raw form. A lot of the other ladies weren't able to, to see that. And just like any other season of filming, you forget a lot of what goes on. And something like a fight, it happens so fast, it's mm -hmm. gonna be impossible for other people watching to pinpoint every movement and every action because most times people don't really key in until the fight's over. That's right. when it's like, whoa, what just happened? But if you're involved in it, that's a whole different story. Um, so I do feel as though uh, the way people kept gaslighting me, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. Even behind the scenes, it was almost like I was supposed to play into this role that they wanted me to play into. And I was like, no, but that's not what happened. And thank God I stuck to that because it would have been a far worse season for me to watch, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just watching it back. Thank God the second part of the reunion, I was sort of vindicated when they were actually showing the footage as I was saying how it happened. It's the same story I had been telling for over a year and nobody backed me, you know, hardly anybody. I think one person in the editing room was the only person that said, no, this is what happened and then this order. So, yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, for me, I got to a point where I couldn't watch it anymore because in my mind, I'm like, I can rewind this and fast forward it. But what I've learned is the audience is going to see what they want to see mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You know, and I think one of the biggest things is, and I think I've heard you talk about this, but I think it was one of the, it was it was a brave moment, was people were commenting, I guess, that the weekend that that, that that episode came out and you posted a photo of yourself in your workout gear. And it was, it was such a interesting moment because it was kind of like this warrior pose. And you were like, if you have something to say, say it here. I've never seen anybody do anything like that before. Yeah. What led you to that, to do that? I really just wanted people to be free to express themselves. You know, I'm not a person that limits my comments or I don't block people unless they're being completely disrespectful. And I really want people to just kind of voice and have that conversation and just feel free to do it and know that eventually I'm going to read these comments and I'm going to see what you're saying. And what's interesting is in that moment, so many people had a lot of negative things to say, but then after they watched the full season, you see people come back and say, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. 
I wasn't expecting to see this or I wasn't expecting to see that. Or at first I was on this person's side. Now I'm on that person's side. So it was just interesting. And I, I, I just enjoyed the fact that people felt free to just voice whatever it was. And you saw people engaging each other and I just stayed out of it. Yeah. Are you, are you currently still friends with anyone from the cast? Yes, I still talk to Karen and Ashley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we still keep in touch. <laughs> do you do you think that post show there's any way of reconciling any of the other relationships? Or are you just kind of done with it? I'm done with friendships out of convenience, or even fake friendships for that matter. <laughs> so it was never a lot of times. I mean, with the other ladies, there were no real friendships there. So clearly, yeah. even the ones that I thought possibly were genuine weren't. Um, and I'm just at that point in my life where when you show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. And mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I'm not God. I'm not giving you a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of those friendships and, and those, you know, some of those other things, you know, when you got to the reunion, you had a binder of receipts. So many of us were curious about that binder. Can you tell us now, because you have a, a special binder project coming out. Gather around the fireball squad. I have a story to tell about a woman armed with a binder who went viral and said farewell. Once upon a time in a faraway land, a binder was created, a huge key to a plan. The plan was to have receipts in order to back up the truth. People love to lie and gossip, but the binder holds actual proof. I'll share some binder time riddles where the truth is nicely hidden. Take a listen. You determine if the stories are fact or fiction. The people have spoken. They've sent requests. I've seen every last demand. Binder Time stories coming soon. Your wish is my command. Yes, so Binder Time stories was inspired by the fans and viewers and my supporters. <laughs> they kept asking me to post the PDF version of the binder online, give us the electronic copy. And, you know, I said, you know, what? I can't do that, but let me think about a way I could give you a little tea from this binder that wasn't shown um mixed with whatever else whatever whatever stories that uh that people may want to uh you know figure out so i came up with a fun creative way um it's unlike anything that i think anybody has ever done when it comes to the housewives world and also even uh the youtubers and bloggers and fan pages that have their creative ways of retelling a story um it is like how can I put it? It's like uh, Disney mixed with a little Dr. Seuss, mixed with a little uh, just storytelling. And it's fun, it rhymes, it's very creative, it's very salacious, and it's it's really juicy. And it's gonna have you at the end like, oh, when's the next part coming out? I've, I am so proud of it. And I know some people are probably like, when they see binder time and they see the pre the promo and they're like, oh, she's holding that binder. Some people are like, I'm here for it. Some people are like, oh my God, let it go. Um, the reason why I couldn't let it go is because it's that good. I was like, I have to share this with everybody. And once they see it, 
they'll think differently. I think everybody's gonna wanna tune in and watch and listen. They're probably gonna watch the video over and over again and they're gonna be begging me to release the second part. <laughs> and that was my thing. It was like the binder came out and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you got done with Giselle, I was like, all the rest of y'all need to be quiet for the rest of the show because y'all don't know what's in this binder. Listen it's just, her. just hush, don't say nothing back over to her, let her have her moment, leave it alone. Um, yeah. It was funny because you can tell uh, after that happened, which was very, that happened before our lunch break. So that was very early on. And you could tell that after I did what I did, they were all like, whoa, what does she have in there on me? Let me be quiet. Let me not come too hard. Exactly. <laughs> it check. <laughs> and I was exactly. ready. I was ready. I said, you come for me, I'm going to go right to your tab. And I'm not holding back anything. And luckily, they yeah. you know, key. <laughs> but, well, I was just going to say, it would, the promo, and I told you this was, it gave me Lord of the Rings vibes, right? Just in how just grand it was with that level of creativity. I mean, I, I feel like, do you see yourself dabbling in television anymore? I, I'm open for it. We just have to see where this takes us. And, you know, the whole point of being on a reality show is for the platform. So I'm going to milk this platform until the darn cow runs away. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that whatever projects I'm working on, whatever projects I'm currently doing, they're going to be seen. And they can't stop me now. They can't shut me up now. I'm no longer with them. So uh, I'm just enjoying it. And to me, it's a better um, opportunity now than when I was a part of it, because you were very limited into what you can do or say. And it, everything was very like, you know, you're under a microscope. Now I feel mm. like I'm completely free, no shackles. I can be as creative as I want to be. And as long as they keep talking about me, putting little snippets, talking about don't be a Monique on This Is Us and whatever other channels they got, <laughs> I'm gonna keep coming back and keep showing my projects and keep milking this platform as much as possible. <laughs> so, be a Monique. <laughs> be, a, be a Monique. Work it, work it the right way. Use the system. The way so, they use it on us, I'm flipping it and putting it right back on us. Exactly. And that was gonna be my, my question. Like you now take this opportunity or take your past opportunities from being on reality television and you start creating new opportunities for yourself. Um, so I did see that you have a line coming out. Did you want to talk about that as well? Mila Eve Essentials? Yes. Yes, it's already out. It came out um, December 15th. It was my pre-launch. It uh, officially launched January 1st of this year. And it has been amazing. Um, this is the beauty of the platform. I have never talked about Mila Eve Essentials on the show because it didn't exist while we were filming. It was something mm -hmm. that I really dug deep into in February of 2020. And I was able to just really go in and just use the free promo I was getting off of this fight as a way to promote another part of my brand. And yeah. The funny thing is, it's the most successful of my business ventures, and it's not even on Bravo or any of their networks, so I don't have to pay them a dime. <laughs> <laughs> and the business has been great. I've not had a day without sales since December 15th. Um, it's, wow. it's been quite, it's been quite successful. I'm really proud of it. 
And the greatest benefit is that it's really helping people um, health-wise, self-care, just taking care of themselves and, and helping their body do what it's meant to do, which is heal. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I, I told you before the benefit of it was that I thought this was already your business because you were already using the oil like you were already using oils on the show you were like introduced them like through using them with your kids and stuff so it seemed like the perfect i guess brand extension when you did it yourself absolutely absolutely and it was just by happenstance you know um people kept supporting and they're like we want your oils and i'm like oh i don't have my oils well let us know when you do so I'm like, okay, they kind of pushed me into this and it's been great. So I'm all about giving the people what they want. That's how Binder Time stories came about. People kept asking for it. So I said, all right, well, let me give you something. <laughs> I love it. Binder Time stories. So your, your husband and your mother-in-law, um, we all saw that there was a blow up with your mother-in-law and you. Are you two good now? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're good. Um, you know, a lot of times I think when people uh, are a certain way for so long, um, then you get to see yourself on TV. It definitely can put things into perspective for you. Yeah. So I'm not the only daughter-in-law and I'm not the only one that was treated with such disrespect. <laughs> but yeah. um, since we've been fine, actually her birthday was yesterday. I FaceTimed her and wished her happy birthday. We talked for a little bit and, you know, so it's it's good, it's comfortable. So it's nice. My kids get to see her, talk to her over FaceTime. Um, you know, they're older, so they're a little leery about, you know, being around other people with the whole, you know, COVID situation. So, um, but yeah. That, yeah, we're good. It was actually, you know, the show has actually been a blessing for the family in that respect. <laughs> okay. What do you want to do next? Oh man, so many things. Um, I'm full blown into Me Leave Essentials right now, Extend, expanding that line. Um, I have a skincare line coming out through Me Leave Essentials. We have all kind of body care products that we're going to be releasing um, over the next year. I'm, I'm like, it's keeping me jam packed busy. My next goal is to get it into stores and um, maybe even do a few pop ups. Uh, so that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, constantly on the phone, talking to different people, trying to make sure that my brand is standing out. Um, and then along with just, I wanna do more creative stuff. So we never know what this whole Binder Time stories will turn into, but you know, maybe I can be a voice, I could do voiceovers for characters for a Disney movie one day, who knows? Uh, but you never know what it'll turn into and I'm open for it. Uh, I would love to be on a talk show as a host or co-host. Uh, there's so many, so many avenues I would love to go down and I'm just going to keep pushing and see which ones stick. I have a request. Uh oh. I would like at least a song per year. Okay. Like just a song per year. <laughs> I feel like, and this, hear me out. I just had, it just came to me okay. because I was thinking about Rihanna, how we, we haven't gotten a Rihanna album in ages. And I'm thinking Monique Samuels you can come out with these songs and and introduce them with new lines of oils and all kinds of other things. You have so many creative outlets. Can we get more music? Oh, I definitely <laughs> love that. Um, it's funny because when Ashley was pregnant, I actually reached out to her because we've been talking about doing a song together. So I actually sent her an idea for a song. I sent her the beat 
And um, I told her whenever she's ready, after she has the baby, let's get into the studio. So she's down. So, well, I'm sure I'm gonna have some more music coming down the pipeline. (laughs) (laughs) That makes Richie happy. Cool. All right, so moving forward, like we, we know what you aspire for. Who is, who is the Monique Samuels that we don't know, that we may have misinterpreted from the television show or that we may have missed on blogs? Who is, who is Monique Samuels? She is bubbly. She is always smiling. She's always happy. Um, it just feels good. I feel so good right now to just be me. You know, not having to worry about being defensive or, you know, walking into a room and wondering what somebody's going to come at me this time with. It just feels nice to just be free. So the bubbly, silly, happy, always smiling, uh, creative person. Um, I always like to say I use the left and the right side of my brain. I'm a, I'm a businesswoman. I'm very good at handling business and being organized. But then I can also be very creative and very petty. <laughs> so just fun loving. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you mentioned something about like when you would go into a scene and I, this just kind of hit me. When you have to go into those types of all cast scenes and you kind of are like, okay, who's going to throw what at me? Are you ever rolling your eyes inside? Like, <sighs> I knew it was going to be something. All the time and it always hits you left field with the most pettiest thing ever and it's funny because I learned and I learned it a little too late but when they come at you with those little petty jabs really you should just ignore them you know because they literally cause you to be all defensive and you're like wait what that's not what I meant and then it turns into this big situation that really wasn't that serious and ultimately it's because they don't have a storyline and they have nothing to talk about so they pick on you so that they can become relevant. <laughs> and it's this cycle that you're just like, okay, I'm not getting suckered into this anymore. So yeah, um, learned it a little too late, but at the reunion, that was when I finally figured it out. And that's why I was able to kind of tune out the noise. And I basically said, I'm not coming here to be defensive. I'm gonna, I have a mission and I am going to go in and I am not leaving until I've done everything that I felt as though I came to do. And that was the first time where I felt as though I controlled the atmosphere. I said, I am in control and nobody's gonna knock me off of what I plan to do. They thought that reunion was gonna be about the fight. And I was like, oh, no it ain't. No it ain't. No, no, no. no. I got no, no, no. in mind. <laughs> and it has stickies. with your real estate do you plan on buying in other markets outside of where you already have your homes at are you done with purchasing oh no i'm never done with real estate real estate is always a good investment as long as you're in the right area um i'm actually looking into um uh places for my business i would love for mealy essentials and for not for lazy moms to have its own building um so that's my next you know that's down the road where i'm like my eyes are set. I already have my real estate agent looking at potential places and different areas that are up and coming. Um, because that, to me, having a storefront or owning a building and then having my storefront plus leasing out to other people with storefronts, um, you know, with, with businesses would be incredible. So that's yeah. that's down the road for me for sure. But um, everybody just, you know, follow me on moniquesanders.com. You'll be able to see all of my projects there. 
between binder times, meal eat essentials, not for lazy moms, and my podcast, which is also not for lazy moms. And follow me on YouTube, Tea with Monique, and not for lazy moms. So I'm everywhere. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.